All right, Tyler and Andrew here, episode seven of the SWAT podcast. We are back. This is October 13th. Dude, we're in the, we're halfway through October. I know. We talked about this last week. It's the Already. 10th month. Already. Not what is happy. this week? Not happy. Week six? Uh, five? Of NFL? The NFL. We're going into week six. Into week six. We just, hap- we just had week five. I had a pretty decent week against the spread. It's true. Four and two. I guess. I mean, realistically, four and a half and two. Yeah, if you count the four and a half and one and a half, <laughs> or if you count the uh, honorable mention. Well, yeah, that was a five and a half and one and a half. Titans by a million. Titans by a million, dude. That was the most predictable game of all time. Dude, Derrick Henry just had a game. He does that sometimes. He does that sometimes, especially against bad teams. Zach Wilson had a. Oh no, not Zach Wilson. Who they play? Jack. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they they were facing the team. That we thought had the most drama in the league. Yeah. Yeah, we thought. <laughs> Turns out that's a different team in Sin City. Dude. Okay, we can talk about that. Raiders gonna Raider. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> I remember when I was on when I was on here talking about how they had maybe the most impressive three and zero start in league history. Well they did. They beat three what, ten win teams or whatever? First team to ever do it. Thirty seven teams had tried, thirty seven teams had failed. And then they lose one. And then they lost like their season might be over. Then the drama happened. Then they lose another one. Dude, they were bad. Well, I mean, I think this came out after they played. Well, I think it started before the original reports of the of his comments about uh, D. Smith, the player association. Mm-hmm. I think that came out before the game. Okay, and then. After the game came all the other emails about everybody else. Dude, how... I was asking... Okay. How are you, like, on TV weekly, Mm -hmm. sending emails to colleagues that are on TV? You live your life in the public eye, and you are communicating through somewhat public channels written public channels yes or on the internet yeah let's not even talk about that part right like this is did he honestly think that no one was ever gonna know right and so i was thinking like okay why is this coming out now but you know how they found the emails i heard about this today the washington football team investigation yeah with their mistreatment of right. workers yeah basically the mavs 2.0 yeah. Yeah, so he was collateral damage in what was a different investigation, and they found these emails implicating him of being racist and homophobic and whatever. Misogynistic. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. And the whole time he was on Monday Night Football while he was sending these. Yeah. Because they said the email stopped in 2018. And that's when he became the Raiders Pretty much when he started becoming that coach, which is funny because his second stint with the Raiders was shorter than his first stint. Despite signing a 10-year deal. With stock options. With ownership stake in the team. He was set for the next, like, 18 generations. Well, he forgot one one really big thing. That uh, he was a piece of crap. Yeah. And in today's day and age, you don't really last that long. Once you show yourself to be a piece of crap. He's honestly lucky he lasted this long. I think he's Since lucky. Since that came first. I think he's lucky that he got to resign. Well, yeah, they weren't going to fire him. Why not? Well, because that would imply that he still gets his money. Ooh. 
I didn't think about that. Yeah, if you get fired, you still get your. Wasn't he removed money. from the Buccaneers the Hall of whatever? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, and now there's there's a revolt against Warren Sapp to get him removed too, because <laughs> he has a he has a big history of domestic violence and stuff and getting arrested and. Of course he does. So that's coming to light again. People want him removed. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he was removed from the Bucks Ring of Honor or whatever you want to call it. Um. But yeah, he uh. He's in a lot of trouble right now. But yeah, he should lose all that money. But I wouldn't be surprised if like under the table, Mark Davis was like, we'll take care of you. Severance package. Because I know Mark Davis probably loves the crap out of him because he wanted him there. Like He's like, dude, you can have like 49%. It wasn't 49% stake, but yeah. to give ownership stake of the team in a contract. Do you want to, I mean, I know it's hindsight, but like conflict of interest ownership stake head coach like somewhat conflicting well it's with the same team does it matter i mean gm and head coach there's conflict of interest like the sort of well i mean it'd be different if he owned another team that is that would be way worse yeah that would be like pete rose level of what are we talking about here but man he's gonna lose so much he lost so much already because he this was year four. I mean, I don't so want to still going to get like 70 million on his contract. I don't want to say that he was a beloved figure, but he was a well-respected figure. He, yeah, he was a decent head coach, had won a super bowl, was right. a really good Monday night football host. And he had the, you know, quarterback camp with John Gruden. Yeah. That was think, a hit. I think that went a long way with him because yeah. I think other than that, people are just like, mm, you know, they were indifferent at best. Yeah. But the, I did watch that quarterback camp a lot. Yeah. And he seemed to really help those it's guys. Just something about the Dak Prescott, <laughs> right? Frank Caliendo really helped too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he really helped his image, probably. But yeah, that's crazy. They completely gutted the team, started from scratch, finally looked like they were building something, and now their season's probably it's done for. They're they're gonna have to find a direction quick. I mean, I don't, I don't have the exact wording I ever use in front of me, but I'm pretty sure I said, "Hold on, on the Raiders," because they will find a way to Raider. Just paraphrasing what I usually say. Yeah, they they find I, a way to Raider. They and they have found but the that, ultimate. But that's, but that's the thing is, like, it wasn't even the Raiders Raidering. It was John oh. Gruden double Raidering. Yeah, because he was coach and owner, <laughs> part owner. <laughs> Unbelievable. Raiders, man, just one. There's always that team that you don't have to worry about, and I feel like for the longest time for the Cowboys it was the Eagles, and the and then they won a Super Bowl, right? So maybe now it's Washington. You know, they'll they'll find a way to mess it I up. I feel like right now it's the Giants. Like Dak Prescott is a seven and zero against the Giants in his last seven starts. That's true. Like the, the Giants don't really seem to be much of a contest, but at least they've won at the moment a couple times in the last fifteen years. Yeah. I think Washington is one of those teams that hasn't made the NFC Championship in forever, hmm. just like the Cowboys. Well, they're probably not making it this year. Uh, no. No. They got bad offense, bad defense, probably bad special teams. I don't really know. Well, in positive news that I actually regret to share, Uh-oh. I watched Mean Girls over the weekend. Well, you going to do that now? No, no. Yeah. Yeah. 
or you want to do it later? No, we're doing it now because oh, okay. I want to get this out of the way. <laughs> out of I, the way. <laughs> I want to be able to actually focus on important stuff as we move on tonight. This this might be the most important thing we talk this about. This is today. definitely not. It is. I have a lot of lists of notes. You don't even go here. Dude, best quote of the movie. Best quote of the movie. Okay. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that because that, that whole scene makes the movie when they're just in the auditorium. <laughs> and they're all standing up on like like a table or something yes. and then they, they they they're supposed to trust fall off the table right that was pretty funny we'll, we'll do a we'll do a thing on that because that whole thing is just hilarious to me okay so yes Lindsay lohan rachel mcadams bunch of other people that you probably recognize and don't know their names yep a lot of those like janice right janice dude the first 45 minutes of the movie for me consisted of every time janice was on screen mm-hmm. i was trying to think of i know her mm-hmm. from something and, and it was probably something more recent. Yeah. And yeah. it was um, eventually Sheldon was just pulled out his phone because every time I'd see her, I was like, oh, my God, I know her. Yeah. Right. And he, and he was like, I'm just going to look it up. And so it was now you see me, too. Right. And I've she only was, seen that like once. Yeah. But same. I vaguely remember it. Yeah. Yeah. She was in that. And I think it was, what did I say the intern. I don't remember what else. No, no. The interview. The interview. OK. Which I think was Seth Rogen. But yeah. And, and then you had the principal. He was from the Even Stevens movie, if you remember that, from Disney Channel. Uh, and then you had some SNL people like Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. Yeah. And I believe Tina Fey wrote the whole thing. Did she really? Yeah. Because I have to say, she wrote the principal's part really well. Yes. I love that guy. And a lot of it had to do with her, <laughs> yeah. too, you know? like the. I mean, okay, there were a couple of things, and I know that it's a comedy, and so like you can't really nitpick little things, but like... How long, and this is an honest question, how long does it take to recover from Carpal Tunnel? Right, because he's holding, he has his cast on the whole movie. The whole movie, which is the entire school year. Right, it's right? nine months. It's like, um, <laughs> would you still be in the same cast? I mean, so like, you probably not 100% after nine months. I mean, you have some sort of major reconstructive right, surgery for a joint. Right, but you probably want to use your hand. Exactly. And he needed it because he had to grab his baseball bat and bust the yeah, fire alarm that was awesome he's like i am not doing this today yeah he's like i didn't leave the south side for this yeah, yeah. and that was one of the things when i started watching it again i was like i don't even remember where they're supposed to be like what state yeah that's true and so i looked it up but there's a little the only the only geographic mention is that katie is from africa right like i don't it is mentioned a couple times is it well because he says south side so they're a I suburb of Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Okay. And at the end, when they're doing the mathletes thing, yeah, it says Illinois. That's right. Whatever. Oh my God, that does say that. So, but yeah, there's it's very subtle. They don't really mention it too much. Okay. So I did want to mention that there was one moment in the movie that I realized I had just been sucked in. Uh oh. Right. And it was when, and so so for, for let me try and set the context here. So Katie is getting uh, Rachel McAdams' character. What's Regina? Regina George, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Katie has Regina eating these bars to mm-hmm. make her gain weight. Calteen right? bars. And she goes shopping for her like dance dress. Right. And the like exclusive shop. One that three she's... five. Yes. Right. And it was that moment when when the 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 assistant the, the shop clerk whatever right. is like maybe you should try sears <laughs> and like i was like oh burn right and i'm like wait Got a second em. 
I'm the least materialistic person of all time. I don't care about shopping at Sears, but it's like this freaking movie yeah. just sucked me in. Yep. And I and you had to have the best things, and now you have to go to Sears because you can't. You can't. I, they don't have anything bigger or you know bigger than a five, size five. She's like, Katie, these bars suck. <laughs> Is it in Swiss or something? Yeah. Or what? No, what? Swedish. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it in Swedish? Yeah. Like you can read Swedish. Of course, everybody in Africa can read Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. The okay, so. She obviously moves from Africa, has like no social experience with oh, kids. Yeah. I mean, because she was homeschooled her entire life. Right. And just, her only experience with kids was African children. Right. You know, just running around. With, with wild. completely different culture, completely yeah. different hemisphere. So, And now she has to go to public school as a junior in high school. Right. Yeah. Which is insane. And she goes to what I can only imagine is like the cesspool of click right like it's over the top yes yes intentionally written so for the movie right but like which i love that they go through that at the beginning they go through like all the different tables in the cafeteria yeah and even on the dvd at the very beginning or the like home screen where you press play it does the same thing where it shows the map (laughs) it's just so funny (laughs) you go through all the different things and of course, she makes friends with the art freaks in the very beginning. And then, yeah, she meets the plastics. God, it's great. There was one moment of the movie that I feel like will get it canceled, though. I think I know what you're going to say. And, and I'm trying to remember what it it's was. It's when they're... Because when, she keeps imagining like what it would be like in the African wild. And oh, so she's, okay. like, she's in the cafeteria. Yeah. And everyone starts acting like animals. Oh, and that's then it true. shows the black kids and it starts sh- it starts sounding off like chimpanzee monkey sounds i don't remember and there being black kids in that scene it, it just showed everyone it was oh, just like okay. panning 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 right because i know aaron like jumps on the floor and like starts <laughs> acting like a monkey or whatever and that yeah. i remember that part i don't yeah okay it did kind of pan but, like, out i was just i was viewing the movie obviously through a 2021 mm-hmm. lens and like right. it, i just i i caught that and i was like huh the one thing that I, I noticed in that... But it was a fleeting moment. Right. The one thing I thought about with that was when Katie is in line to get the... Uh, what are they? The flowers or... You know, when she's buying the carnations or whatever. And Regina walks up and is like, why are you talking to Janice? You remember that scene? Maybe. Okay. They're just standing I've there. I've slept since then, dude. <laughs> she's standing in line... Regina walks up. She's like, Why are you talking to Janice? And then she starts explaining her and Janice their backstory from middle school when they used to be best friends, mm-hmm. and how she couldn't invite her to a girls' bathing. because she's lesbian. Yeah, the swimming okay, party. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I can't have you at my party. There's gonna be girls in bathing suits, and you're a lesbian. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, whoa. Okay, <laughs> that is true. That is true. yeah. But it's you know, I mean, it's a comedy or whatever. And plus, this was what 2004 way way longer it's before gruden um <laughs> bc or bg bjg <laughs> unbelievable my okay so my favorite characters two of them damien she doesn't even go here oh god he's so good um he just like ducks back but down. very underrated character in the movie kevin napoor Oh, is he the mathlete guy? Yes. 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 That dude was awesome. Yes. He is so funny. He's like, 
here's my card. Yeah. And it says math enthusiast slash badass MC. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, he does his rap at the talent show. Yeah. And he's just, he just, like, gets, he gets cut off. He gets cut off. And then out of nowhere, he's just like, happy holidays, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he's like so nice about it. God. And then backstage, uh. he's like, you know, complimenting everybody or whatever. Oh, man, it's so funny. God, I love him. He plays such a good role. <laughs> Very limited role. But is it, did you catch his band name? No. They they announced it like when they were walking off stage. KG and the Power of Three. <laughs> so funny. I love that guy so much. I will say that dude and the principal were the two, I think, best written characters in the movie yeah i did like the principal just in terms of because they weren't deep characters right but they were very much who they were yeah from start to finish very supporting in their yeah their roles and they just they were perfect god. they were perfect they were good they were very good all right can we stop talking about it now no no hold on i guess more dang it do you remember like any quotes that stood out i mean i was looking for she didn't even go here Right. I was looking for that one. Which, by the way, Damien's in that whole scene. Yes. If you look. Yes. He's in the top row yeah. and they're in the bleachers. And he's just in the hoodie kind of like <laughs> right. trying to blend it's in. Like the biggest guy in, I a, know. in a blue sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, yeah, the whole she doesn't go here and then he like puts his head down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do I remember? Okay. So quotes that come to my mind. Because it's, it's one of the most quotable movies I did not ever. leave the South Side for this. That scene. Yeah. I love. I like that. Um, all junior girls report to the gymnasium immediately, and then they're all worried about their hair. Yeah, <laughs> getting wet. I uh, what's the scene I'm thinking of? There's a lot in the beginning. I mean, I can't remember everything that Janice says when she's having her confession, but like that moment was really fun. Yes. Um. I got a big lesbian crush on you. And then she like basically does a, a stage dive. It's like a like, swan dive. Yeah, they're like carrying and they, her. They, yeah, they like, it's like as if she just won up. the Super Bowl. Right, where like Gretchen dives in and they all back up. Yes, and she like flattens the other plastic. Yeah, Karen. Karen. Karen and Gretchen. See, those are two names that... Karen's, Karen A, a quote that, stu that stood out to me was when they were trying to get random hot guy to catch Regina cheating on him. And so they were like, okay. and so like they have someone steal her purse and run. Yeah. Aaron and Samuel. and she's just like, Oh, it looks like he's running to the projector room in the gymnasium. <laughs> right. <or> like, <laughs> would you know that? Exactly. You're like all the way across the yeah. school in the yeah. hallway. <laughs> yeah. I, that one stood out to me. I was like, wow. Yeah. Damien um, stole the purse and Aaron like ran after him. Yeah. <laughs> then Which they, then they catch the coach in action. Yeah. <laughs> and said, uh, <laughs> that was great. Which the burn book turned out to be true, which I guess was the whole conflict of the whole movie. But yeah, there were a lot in the beginning. So like in the beginning, it's a lot in the cafeteria. Uh, Jason, Gretchen's boy toy, uh, starts interviewing Katie in, okay. in the cafeteria. It's like, yeah. is your muffin buttered? Is, is your muffin buttered? Right. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so confused. Yeah. She's but, like... That was her entrance into the plastics because it was right in front of their table. Yep. Then she sits on them and then yep. the whole story takes off. And then the whole movie, Gretchen's trying to say, she's trying to get a, a phrase going the whole day. Oh, time. that's so fetch. That's so that's fetch. That's so fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen. 
<laughs> yeah. Regina's like, no. I'm upset that I know that. Right. When when you mentioned that, yep. I'm like, it came to mind immediately. Okay. Like the movie, it sucked me in, dude. And then when they're sitting at the table, okay, they're, they're going the table. probably the second time. She's sitting with the plastics at lunch. They're going through their rules. Oh, they wear pink on Wednesdays. We wear pink on Wednesdays. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> then they go to Regina's house and Amy Poehler's the mom. Freaking oh, dude, hilarious. She was so creepy. Like every every time she was on screen, and this is how you know it, someone just nailed their acting job. The sight of her, right? I was creeped out. You know, it's cringy. It, she didn't even have to be doing anything creepy, right? Just seeing her on screen, I was like, Ugh. you knew something was gonna happen. And I love the. I don't know if you caught this. The uh, subtlety of Regina's sister always being in the background watching something on TV she shouldn't be watching. Yes, that was yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But okay, so they're in they're in Regina's room, and no, they weren't even in the room. They were. She meets uh, Regina's mom. Katie does for the first time, and she's like, "I'm not a mom. I'm a cool mom. Oh, or I'm not yeah. a regular mom. Yeah. I'm a cool mom." That's a big one. That was that's a big one. That's and stuck. then Regina's like, uh, "Stop talking or whatever." Right. Right yeah, at the end. Go fix your hair. Oh, you girls. You keep me young. <laughs> you keep me young. I remember her saying that at some point. But like, there was the like. Maybe the most uncomfortable scene of the movie for me was when Regina was just like making out with some dude and they like fell onto her bed and oh, the mom yeah. was like watching yeah, from yeah. the door and like commenting and talking to Regina. Right. I'm like, just like what? you guys need a snack. I'm like, condom. I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> Can this just end please? That's great. Shane oh. Oman. Yeah. Cause Shane Oman was the guy they were trying to catch her with the whole time. And the mm, okay, okay. Projection room. Yeah. Which by the way, when Regina freaks out because Shane is actually the one that tells her about the Cal team bars. Yes. When she freaks Dude, out, I totally called that she was going to be screaming continuously yeah. for like. But I, I never really noticed. But you see them by the car, and she starts freaking out, and Shane starts to like back up, and he like runs away. <laughs> he just wait. Right I don't remember that. Yeah, he just was, takes off. It was very. He didn't really take off, but you could tell that's what it was implied. Yeah, he okay. starts backing. He up. He just and, leaves her there. Yes. Yeah, and turns away, and then they go back to Regina, and then she storms into her room. That's what motivates her yeah. to. Take the burn but, but she, he disappears for the rest of the movie. He's just never to be seen from again until the the homecoming king. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, he basically just disappears and she does her own thing. It was so funny. Which, by the way, we were talking about this briefly earlier. But when she starts breaking apart her tiara to like throw right. to people, like she breaks off like sizable chunks. Right. I'm thinking when she's throwing okay, them. four pieces maybe, and then she throws it to like 15, 20 different people. Right. And I'm like, okay, how many tiaras do you have? Right. She throws like four pieces initially to all the contestants and then like the crowd. Then the, the camera pans away and she throws like 10 pieces at once. Yes. Into the crowd. I'm and like, she gives one to Regina. Right. Yeah. I'm like, how do you have so many, oh, so many tiaras? And they're now? all sizable pieces. Right. Too. And it's like, okay, the tiara is not that big. Yeah. That was, that was funny. I would like to see some Mythbusters action on that one. <laughs> okay. The, my, the other, probably the most famous quote of the whole movie was after she bought the, the flowers or whatever to get back at Regina, she buys them for the other three and says that they're from Regina. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it might actually be Damien comes in as Santa. I'm not really sure when they're in the classroom, he comes in and starts handing them out to the students you remember this? Yes. And he starts, you know, here some for Katie. Yep. And then, okay. Then he's like, 
Four for you, Glen Coco. You go, Glen Coco. You remember that? Yes. Okay. That's the most famous line it's, from the movie. It's one of them. Because you it, go, Glen Coco. Yes. You go, Glen Coco. And then he goes, none for Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> and then he runs out. Well, because she like stood up or something. Right. To, like, she was expecting some. Yes. And then didn't get any. Yeah. And, well, but she was expecting it because I think she had asked Katie who they were from. And right. she said that they were from Regina. Reg- I can't remember her name. Yeah. Regina. Okay, thank but you. But she she took that to her advantage because yes. Regina doesn't send them out. Yes. Until that time. But Yeah, because she was trying to get Gretchen to crack at that point. Right. But yeah, four for you, Glenn Coco. You go, Glenn Coco. So yeah, that might be that might be the most famous uh name from the movie, and it's a guy that is we don't Glenn, even know. Is Glenn Coco? Yeah. You go, Glenn Coco. But it's just one of those names that just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> you go, Glenn Coco. <laughs> such a throwaway <laughs> moment in the movie but it's so funny because it's glenn coco <laughs> whatever it's almost funnier than she doesn't even go here but well there you go i watched it i'm done with it i've seen it it's in the vault which by the way is it is it raining outside i don't know remember the end of the movie the very end they're going they're like doing like a little update on everybody where she was like sitting down in the it was sunny outside and the new plastics walked by. Uh, yeah, it was a little before that. They're kind of going over Gretchen and Karen and Regina and what they're all up to. And Karen's doing the weather report. Oh, <laughs> yes. Because, yeah, there's a, a, probably a 30% chance that it's already raining. Right. <laughs> Karen. All right, I do remember that. I'm a mouse. Duh. <laughs> From their Halloween party. Yes. Karen hey at least she knew she was dumb so maybe she wasn't that dumb because she knew knowing that you're dumb doesn't make you smart but it makes you know something she knew something I can't I can't go down that line with you I don't I don't agree hey she can fit a whole fist in her mouth well I tell you what the Jacksonville Jaguars know that they suck does that mean that they don't suck no, no. Well, they have Urban Meyer. That's different. Yeah. They don't have Karen. I'll take Karen all day over Urban Meyer. <laughs> I think Urban Meyer would take Karen all day, too. <laughs> or Regina, since she actually started playing sports, apparently, at the end of the movie. Oh, that's right. She was, like, really good at lacrosse. <laughs> right. Yeah. She was just trucking people. She needed those contact sports to uh, take her anger out. Hey, so maybe that maybe that is the takeaway from the movie, is that, like, hey, team sports, good for your development. Exactly. Good for your development. Exactly. They never showed... Re- oh, that's right. Regina ran out of the auditorium, so she never got to do the trust fall. Because the next thing that happened was Katie may or may not have pushed her in front of a bus. Right. Yes. Yeah. May or may not have. Dude, that was so unexpected. Okay. And I was going to... I actually wrote this down because I didn't really think about it, but the very first scene of the movie, do you remember they foreshadowed it? Very first scene, she's walking up to school for the first time. Katie is. And she almost walked in front of the bus. Boom. That's right. Yep. Oh my God. Yep. They foreshadowed the hell Tina out Fey of Tina Fey wrote that movie? I think so. She's a genius. Yeah. She was good in the movie too. Yeah, she was. And she, did, she she didn't overplay her part either. It's not like she just wrote lines just for her. Yeah. You know, she played a small role, but. I mean, <laughs> maybe, okay, now that you think about it, maybe the funniest actual moment of the movie for me was when uh katie was grounded and went to the math competition right and her mom was like walking around the house like where's katie yeah and dad's like oh she's out she's like she's out she's grounded yeah and dad's like 
You mean you can't go out when you're grounded? Yeah. Are they not allowed out when they're grounded? <laughs> yeah. And that they, dude, I died laughing. And at that they one. end up at the dance, like, yeah. trying to explain it to the principal. <laughs> and she's at the math competition, right? She's not even like doing anything she really wanted to do. Yeah. But hey, the limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. <laughs> it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Yes. The yeah. limit does not exist. Yeah. That was a good one. Okay, I'm done with that movie. So on a one to ten scale. I have to I have to grade it. Yeah. Can I give it like a letter grade? No, you can give it a number though. Okay, so we don't do an A to Z scale. I'll, I'll put it this way. I feel like if I had watched it by myself, like just open my laptop just to watch it just to have to say that I had had watched it. I feel like I would not have enjoyed it nearly as much. And so what I don't want to do is I don't want to overrate it because i watched it in great company Mm -hmm. and like we had a good time while watching it but you don't want to underrate it because part of that atmosphere is who i was with right right but i also i want to be careful to not underrate it because because didn't watch we just had a 20 minute conversation about it right (laughs) and it's like it was funny it did suck me in but it also brings you back to those mid-2000s where one like we talked about a couple weeks ago they were using a cd for the (laughs) for their talent show. Oh, that's show, right, yeah. And it gets busted. <laughs> and two, the three-way call. <laughs> the art of yes. the three-way call. <laughs> Missed those days. <laughs> so one to 10. 12 is an option. I'm going to give it an eight. All right, that's I'll, solid. I'll give it an eight. Like That is solid. It's not supposed to be the best movie you've ever seen. Like, that's not what it was written for. No, no. But it, it was very good at what it did. But it's supposed to be memorable. And, and it is. Unfortunately... It was. Because I mentioned like three scenes and you knew exactly what the I line was, was going to be. Yes. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Even if you don't remember it, it starts coming back to you and you're like, oh my God, on Wednesdays we do wear pink. Maybe we should start wearing pink on Wednesdays for this. We do do that. We record on Wednesdays. Yeah. I just, I don't, I can wear like white and red and that's the closest I can get. I don't think I own any pink actually. Ooh, we should have done this 10 days ago. <laughs> it's October 3rd. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I asked him what date it was. It's October 3rd. <laughs> it's October 3rd. Every October 3rd, I hear that. Every October 3rd. Or even if just the mention of October is just... So maybe, is that why they came up then? Is because it was recently October 3rd and last week we were talking about it and that's why you gave me the uh, homework assignment? It might have been, actually. Because it's about this time of year that that movie's relevant? It, yeah, that actually could have been why. A couple weeks ago, yeah, because October was rolling up. Of course. Let's see what what day was October third. All the more that reason. was on a Sunday. So I don't know if we were watching games or something. We were. We were at FRD that Sunday. So maybe maybe that's how that came out. FRD, by the way, for those listening who may not know, it's first round draft bar and grill. It's owned by a buddy of ours and his wife. They're co owners. It's in downtown Frisco, right across from Toyota Stadium. I highly recommend you guys go in there and check it out. It's an awesome place to watch the NFL action. Just an awesome place to hang out, honestly. We probably did mention that there, but we also mentioned it on here because we were talking about movies, and that pulled That is up true, because the... it was guilty pleasure movies. Yeah. But would you have thought of that movie if it was April? No, but I think we mentioned, like... We might have mentioned something about uh, memorable lines or quotable movies. I did say... I did have a question. What's the best movie line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like... She didn't even go here. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. that's how that pops up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because it's so quotable. So I can't it doesn't only have to be blame the, October. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the best movie ever, but it's one of the most memorable movies. And probably really 
catapulted Rachel McAdams. You know, she was pretty young. I mean, they all were. It was yeah. 2004. Yeah. But Lindsay Lohan was established. That is, I will say, that is one of the few movies that I feel like, and I don't know. I don't know how old they were. I don't know what year they were born. They were probably I, like early 20s. Well, and that's the thing. I felt like they were on the borderline of being able to pass as high school kids. Yes, and that's usually the case. I was Where I was like, there are some movies where like they just they actually look like adults yes in this movie i really thought the only one who just straight looked like an adult was the boy interest like that oh, aaron that dude looked like he was my age yeah that dude looked like he was 27 28 29 yeah. and i was just I, I couldn't get over that in the movie i think that's always the case with playing high school i feel like people. though um forgot her name again janice janice i feel like <laughs> she was probably of the core Right. I feel like it was her and Karen were probably the two youngest of of like the if if you think of the six main characters the three mm-hmm. plastics the two whoever's and the boy yeah. interest the art freaks the art freaks yeah <laughs> so Damien didn't look like he was in high school Regina and Gretchen didn't look like they were in high school I want to say Gretchen was like 22 at the time and I don't know mm-hmm. about Lindsay or Rachel how old they were at the time but yeah i mean they're usually between like 20 and 24 playing a high schooler yeah like i I okay so it's like james franco's brother dave franco right still looks like his high school yes dude's 31 i love him i think he's so underrated (laughs) he's dude he was also in now you see me yes yes that's probably why i watched that movie to begin with was because dave franco yes because he's in super bad and uh 21 jump street yeah him and jonah hill have like a bond i guess that's the thing 21 jump street was like I don't know, five years ago? I think it was more than that. Was it really? Yeah. Remember how we underestimate time? This is Please it. Please look it up. This is it. Wait, what was it? 21 Jump Street? 21 Jump Street. I'm going to say like 2013. 2012. What? <laughs> 22 Jump Street, maybe. Let's see. 22, 2014. So two years apart. 12 and 14. <laughs> yeah. I love Dave Franco. He's funny. He was in a. He was also in a Neighbors with my boy Zac I, Efron. I can't. I can't think about anything. I'm old. Have you seen Neighbors? I'm old. Neighbors. Neighbors no, is funny. I have not seen Neighbors. Neighbors is funny. Not Seth Rogen as funny as the movie that we are done talking about. Oh, because oh. we have spent way too long on this movie. Yeah, that's true. Well, maybe way not long, long enough. No, no, no. We have spent, because the runtime, I actually was going to talk about this. Last thing I'm going to mention, 89 minutes. I looked it up because it felt like it was over two hours. It felt They it, crammed a lot into an hour and a half. 89 minutes was the runtime. So you thought it was longer? Yes, I thought it was way longer. So it went by slow for you? Yes. Oh. It went by really slow for Boo. me. But if they crammed a lot in. It was also it's homework. A, it's action-packed. Am I supposed to enjoy homework? I watched it last night as homework. Uh, yeah, but no, you didn't watch it as homework. You watched it because it's your guilty pleasure <laughs> movie. Don't 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 you it's try not and trick a guilty me like pleasure that. movie. It's a comedy. Mm, I see. Doesn't count. Mm-hmm. It's too quotable. I will give you that. It is quotable. No, my boy Zach Efron, who's in Neighbors, is my guilty pleasure. My boy. Speaking of people playing <laughs> high school people in movies, though that cast. Oh, okay. One more thing. 
I just watched Friday Night Lights. I watched the whole series, not the movie, the series. Okay. They're playing high school football players. Yeah. Talk about people that are way too old to be playing high school. Because, <laughs> okay, so the first season, I'm thinking they're like juniors or seniors. And then by like season three, I learned that they were actually sophomores in senior one. And now they're seniors. And now they look like they're 80. I'm like, you could be Tom Brady at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it took wow. me like three seasons to learn that they were actually like sophomores in high school in season one. I'm like, what are we doing here in Texas with these high schoolers? <laughs> like, damn. Okay, I just had to mention that. You good? Yeah. You got your guilty pleasures out of the way tonight? Yeah. Well, that wasn't a guilty pleasure. Everybody loves Mean Girls. You gave it an eight. I gave it an eight. Gave it an eight. Which I will say, gave it an eight. Seven and eight is I liked it. Nine is I loved it. I mean, you gave it an eight out of eight. Like No, I gave it an eight out of ten. Oh, I thought we were doing an eight. Nope. Everybody does a ranking out of eight. That is not true. Oh. Well, you are hearing what you want to hear. I'm just going to make up the rules. So let go. me tell you something you don't want to hear. The Broncos might have been a little overrated through three games. We're not going to talk about them. We're not. No. Even though you have to guess the spread later. Although, yeah, okay, we'll talk about that. Because they have a pretty juicy matchup this week. <laughs> Against said Raiders, <laughs> I have some. I have an interesting thought on that, on whether or not they'll actually do good or not. We'll see. You gonna share it when we're guessing? Yeah. Okay. It's not very long, but yeah. But anyways, speaking of Texas and not high school football, probably pro football, at least for one team. One team looked like a pro team. The other team. The other team didn't even have their starters. Right. The like, other team had an XFL roster out there. <laughs> They 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 might have looked like Louisiana Tech or something. The only NFL caliber player on their offense was Kadarius Tony. Oh, for real. After Saquon and Daniel Jones left, you know what? He had a game though. He did. He had a good game. Ten until for one eighty nine, I think. Until he threw a punch. <laughs> Which I'm thinking. One, I always think this. Why do you throw a punch at a guy who's wearing a helmet? Because you miss. Like that's the thing. Is like. It was point blank. Dude was looking at the ref and he missed the punch because he didn't want to punch the helmet. He he wanted too badly to punch the guy that he threw it, but he didn't want to punch the guy <laughs> because it's a helmet. Right. And he's he already because he's, cause he's finally playing. He already hurt his ankle. Great. And now he's trying to break his hand. And they were already missing three wide receivers. So I guess he wanted to join the club. He's like, well, they're getting paid to not play. <laughs> yeah, but you're not getting paid as much. No, but because oh most of his money this year was in that signing bonus as this a rookie. Is, this is where I wish Urban Meyer was still at Florida, because I could say Urban Meyer recruit because he went to Florida. Yeah, it doesn't but, quite apply. Yeah, but I still connect doesn't. that in my brain that he went to Florida. Sure. But you know what? I'll, we will give you a tangential connection, okay. but it's not a it's not a firm one. Maybe maybe his. Um, culture is still resonating over there. You're walking on thin ice with Florida. Hey, he does coach Jacksonville. He's close enough. Close enough. Sure. Anyways, yeah, the Cowboys pretty much dominated this game. Even though they had the two turnovers early, the Dak fumble on the snap where he wasn't yeah focused enough. Yep. Um, he was already looking for his read, right? Which then, I believe was the left defensive end. Yeah, he was already coming peering. around the right tackle. He like as as soon as he called for the snap, you his, could see his head just turned. Yes, his eyes left. 
and it's like you still have to take things one one thing at a time yep you can't you can't try and do seven things at once especially and this is the thing that i feel like it's the hardest for young quarterbacks to learn is like there are just going to be times in the nfl where you do not need to do anything to win games because Mm -hmm. your team is better your offensive line is going to win the line of scrimmage your players are going to make plays in space. You don't have to be the reason that you win every game. You just got to be fundamentally sound. Yes. Like, that's what Dak was in 2016. Mm-hmm. I remember it was like the sixth or seventh team that the Cowboys had faced that year. Their, one of their defensive players was saying, we were looking at the tape this week, and we don't see a single mistake that Dak Prescott's made all season. Right. Like, a single decision. And it's like, that's that's all you have to do. All you have to do is make good decisions. Yep. And that's why, you know, to get way too off topic here before we really dive into the Cowboys. That's why it's so hard to predict quarterbacks in the NFL and games really. Cause well, I was every talking, time we think we know something, we don't know anything. Yes. I was talking more so about from college, the jump. Oh, from okay. College, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like it's a lot. It quarterback is obviously the hardest position mm-hmm. and it's because at the NFL level, it is almost strictly because anybody who's good enough to get drafted in the NFL is going to have the physical tangibles. Yep. And so it's almost strictly mental in terms of what differentiates NFL quarterbacks. Yeah. You'll have a you'll have a special talent like a Lamar Jackson or a Kyler Murray, right? Or you'll have a special arm talent like a Patrick Mahomes or a Justin Herbert or a Josh Allen, right? But it's like 9 out of I guess probably 8 out of 10 NFL quarterbacks are all really close in talent. Yes. And it's just who makes the decisions. Right. Who makes the better decisions? It's, it's the mindset. Who is not looking to the next play? This play. And I think I think even was it Trevor Lawrence said something like that. He's like something about the DBs being all really good, you know, and the windows are small. It's like yeah, it's life in the NFL. Yeah, you're not facing the ACC, right? Like the seventh best conference in college football, right? You're not facing Boston College and Pitt. Where your wide receivers are running free. Every yeah, where, where you actually have three NFL wide receivers. Right. And there's not a single player on the defense you're playing that's an NFL player. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a bit of a difference. Yeah. Especially speed-wise. Um, but, yeah, the first – so the first possession of the game, Dak had that – he tried to dump it down to the left or the little swing And the pass. defensive end made a great play. Yeah, tipped it up in the air, and caught, caught it. And caught it. Great interception. Put him on the hands team. Right. And right there, I'm like, oh, well, that's the start the Giants needed. And then they go down, miss a field goal. And I was like, that's not That the... was, what, a 51-yarder? It was F- long. 54? And and it was... Yeah, 54. Yeah, it was a 54-yarder. And it it was right the whole way. Because mm-hmm. it was dead straight, and it was just outside the... Yeah, just... Just outside the upright. He didn't hook it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the Cow... Yeah, then the Cowboys got a field goal. Then they had the fumble. And then after that, it was pretty much church yeah because cd lamb had the big touchdown yep dude that throw was so on the money yeah (laughs) that throw was so on the money i mean that was almost the exact same play the exact same route and the exact same throw that he had to cooper the previous week Mm -hmm. the difference was it was a little bit further down the field so he still had like seven eight yards to run whereas cooper caught in the end zone so that put the cowboys up 10 then on the same drive on one drive the Giants tied the game and lost the game at the same time. Yeah. So Saquon hurt his ankle. Complete fluke. Earlier. Complete fluke. Yeah. I don't remember what time that was. 
I think it was in the first quarter. Second drive, maybe? It was Third early. Drive. I, I don't remember exactly when. But what I do remember is that I saw it happen like 900 times. I'm like, can we stop watching this dude roll his right. ankle? Please. Every time. Just ouch. Like and every it, every commercial break, instead of showing a highlight, they were showing Saquon. And then they were showing Daniel Jones stumble around as if we're supposed to like be entertained by someone maybe losing his memory when he's 85. Like, what are you doing? So Saquon hurt his ankle the first play of the second drive. There you go. And then at the end of the half, they go down, tie the game. But the play before they tied it, yeah, Daniel Jones took the shot to the head. And then they they, they show him getting up. Maybe Maybe this is a hot take. But they should treat showing replays of head injuries and the players stumbling around afterwards the same way that they treat Kevin Ware's bone sticking out. Ew. It should be disgusting. They should not show oh, it's, it. It's hard to watch. It's, it's, they, like, it's they, like watching Dak's injury last they year. They should not show it. Now, now, live, you can't avoid it right. because he just got up. He's making his way back to the huddle. The camera's obviously going to be on him. He stumbles. You cut away. You don't show it on replay for the next seven hours. Yeah. What are you doing? They did the same with Dak last year. I mean, it, it, in my opinion, it's the remnant of the old culture of the NFL, which was like, he just got jacked up, yeah. right? And he it's got like his bell rung. Yeah, like they used to glorify it, right? And now we know how serious. Like that was the most serious thing that happened on the field. I was Daniel Jones' concussion. I cringe at that more than I did Dak's injury because yeah. his bone will heal. Saquon's ankle. He's right. gonna live. Right. Right. It's. It's a sprain. Like, he'll be okay. Like, but you can't the, reverse the concussion. But the typical implication of a head injury is, is this guy going to remember his wife when he's 76 and he wakes up? It's like... Well, he we, won't remember that hit. Maybe not. Like, they like stop showing it on repeat. I don't want to see somebody lose their balance on repeat. Yeah, that was bad. And, like... What's crazy is how he initiated the contact. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, concussions in general, when guys get hit and guys used to play through them, how they could play through them and not remember a thing from the rest of the game. Yeah. But know what routes they're supposed to run or what their assignment is and how they can just mentally remember that in the back of their mind. So I'm That's guessing, crazy So I'm guessing that it just becomes, like, short-term versus long-term in terms of, like, when they're in the huddle and they hear the play call. Yeah. They can still remember what that means. I guess but they're it's not part of the brain, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But when they have to recall things that happened post impact, shall we say? Yeah. That's where it just gets fuzzy or shady or whatever. But like, we need to start treating head injuries as the most serious thing on the field. Oh, they are for sure. Because, like, I I got sick watching that happen forty times because they showed the replay. 40 times. I've noticed a... And I couldn't watch any other game without them also showing it. Right. And I'm like... Or or like the halftime replays or something, you know, at, in the studio. It's like, ooh, so entertaining. We're going to watch Daniel Jones lose his memory five years early. Right. Yeah, what? That's bad. It's... I think it's inexcusable. And maybe, maybe I'm, you know, alone in crying for like, we need to stop this immediately. But don't show it. Right, it's it's a part of the game. It's gonna happen, but yeah, you don't have to like show it every second of the day. You can just 
you can just tell people, oh yeah, Daniel Jones. You can is show out of the game. You can like honestly, you can especially on a play like that. You can unironically show the collision, right? Because he almost scored. It's, right. Like it's a, that is a big moment in the game and because it, that made it a fourth down. It looked like he even I don't know if it was natural reaction or if he was trying to do it, but it looked like he tried to reach the yeah. ball as he went down as he got hit and I'm like, "Wow, how did he do that?" I know it's like half a second, but he like tried to reach as he's getting nailed in the head, but yeah, you don't have to show him getting up every time and not knowing where he is. God. Cuz like he literally stumbled on nothing. Yes. Was, he was he was walking and he decided that he was going to jog and as soon as he changed his pace yes he couldn't like he got I, like top heavy who's number 27 on the Cowboys defense is that KZ no curse yes curse cuz cuz the 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 most encouraging thing that I saw is that there was one angle yes. okay, of I Daniel Jones stumbling yep. and curse sees it and runs to help him yes right and it's like that is what should happen yep when 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 some injury like that happens the game stops and we make sure that person's okay right like he looked like a drunk person who was trying to walk and then was just going to fall flat on their face yes and right? he like lunged to like make sure well, he didn't fall and and, that, and the thing is is like it was a it was a typical NFL play. He reached for the goal line, yeah, you know, or, just, or like as he was going down. It was nobody's he fault. He gets up. That entire offense is looking to their position coach on the sideline yeah. because they're going to give some sort of signal. So they're not watching him come to the huddle, right? And so it's like one of the defensive players who they know it's like, hey, goal line stop run, right? right. Like there's not it, there's not a whole lot of complexity. So like that and, he might have been like one of the only people on the field that saw him stumble. Right. And he might have came from that side of the field because he laid there for a couple seconds. Yeah, yeah. And then he, like, got up. He got up. He started walking. And then when he went to pick up his pace. He, like, took, he, like, unstrapped his chin strap Mm -hmm. and then started walking. And then he started jogging. Curse was like, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good on Curse. I actually did see that initially. I'm like, dude, you don't ever see that, (laughs) especially from an opponent, Mm -hmm. especially divisional opponent. But yeah, you could tell something was way wrong and that he was done for the day. And the the hit did not look particularly vicious. No, it was just a football he, play. He lowered his head. And Cox first. didn't even lower his head. Right. Like he, he was just kind of making a tackle. Yeah. He was meeting the center of gravity. Right. But he didn't lead with his head. No, he just kind of lowered his led body. With his. Yeah. And like it was kind of like the top corner of his helmet. Yeah, kind of at an hit angle. Like almost square into the forehead of Jabril Cox, which, by the way, I did want to mention this, you know, not to gloss over something that I've ranted about for five minutes, but Jalen Smith does not beat Daniel, Daniel Jones to the corner there. No. If, if Jalen good play. If Jalen Smith is on the field, Daniel Jones walks in for the touchdown. And he didn't play for Like Green Zeke Bay did later. Week. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good play by Cox. He definitely kept him out, although they scored They scored the next play. So. Yeah, Devontae Booker jumped over the top. Dude, that was a great run. Was that the – was that his – no, or was that later when Booker – no, that was his second touchdown where he, like, barely made it in. He had to, like, reach and do a bunch of stuff. I think that was later on. But, yeah, that so that tied the game but also ended the game at the same time. Cowboys went down, scored, and basically just ran away with the game. It was really never in doubt. Even when they were turning the ball over, I'm thinking – they're fine. Like, because they were moving the ball. Like, they were always yeah. in control. And it's the Giants. So, you know, they're not going to put up that many points. And, you know, another 44 spot. 
Dude, they are putting points on the board. Although they did have the pick six. And Let's Trey... be real. It was the 37 spot. Yeah, the pick six at the end. But uh, Trayvon Diggs had another big interception there in the second half. He almost ripped the ball out of Galladay's hands earlier, too. Mm-hmm. So he's at six. Through five games. Through five games. And one of the favorites now for Defensive Player of the Year. That doesn't shock me. I think he's second in the odds right now. Wow. Behind Khalil Mack. Mack, really? I was going to say Donald, maybe. Uh, I think Donald's third. I think it's Mack right now because he leads the league in sacks. And typically your sacks leader is your guy. Yeah, okay. But it's really hard for a defensive back to win it. Even well, though he has... Gilmore did win it a couple years ago. But he had, like, one of the greatest seasons ever. <laughs> yeah. That was 2019? So, I think so, yeah. But you never know. He, We'll see how much they keep targeting him. I mean, he does give up plays, does give up penalties, but, God, he is a ball hawk. That dude will just find the ball. Because he was beat on that play uh, where he got the interception, but it I was Glennon waited so long to throw it. It was underthrown by a couple of yards, but, like, realistically – that was a pretty decent deep ball from Glennon. It was. I now, think he like, just waited too long because yes. it was so far. Yeah. Like, you can only throw a ball so far, and when you're going to throw it that far, you got to throw it earlier. Yeah. So that way the defensive back can't make up that ground. But it was still a great play by, by Diggs because he saw the ball and he tracked it. Like, he went full center fielder on it. Yep. And and that's actually something I did want to mention as well was who was who was the receiver that <sighs> was running that deep route? Was it, was it John Ross? Or, it probably. But, like, Stefan Diggs's little brother, Trevon Diggs, <laughs> has better ball skills than the Giants receiver that right. that ball was thrown to. Right. Because he high pointed the ball. The Giants receiver did not, even though right. Diggs cozied up to him right. and bumped shoulders with him kind of before him he jumped up. So the Giants, like, physically knew he was there. Diggs had the better ball skills. Yep. Yep. You can't be behind the ball in that case. Nope. And yeah, that was kind of like a box out. By Diggs right there. Got position. Got position on the rebound. And just Go up and, and get it. it. High point that ball. <laughs> High point that ball. And so let's see. The Cowboys get Patriots next week, right? Well, we're going to talk about it when you have to guess it. Okay, cool. Do you want to jump to that now? Sure. Well, how'd I do last week? You went four and two. Solid four and two. Honorable mention game, Titans by a million. Yep, Titans by a million. Did you get that one right, too? Five and two. And the extra point in overtime doesn't get kicked. So it was almost a push in the Ravens-Colts game on yeah, Monday night. that would have been a push. Yeah, but they were losing by 16, so I can't really claim that as a win. Yeah, that's true. It was supposed to be a loss the whole time. Yeah. And, and it ended up being a double loss for me because I was facing Lamar Jackson with a 42-point lead. Going into Monday Night Football. 50 or something. He put up, in that league, he put up 53. Yeah. And pretty much all in the second half. <clears throat> Speaking of putting up 53, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to Philly. 4-1 <laughs> and one Buccaneers at the surprisingly 2-3 and three Eagles that come back and win against the Panthers. No joke. Yeah, that was unexpected. But Sam Darnold also played his worst game as a Panther, so... They just seem so out of sync without McCaffrey. Um... I mean, he is the best player on their team. Yeah, although Hubbard had a nice game. Oh, man, the Eagles. The Eagles are still really bad. Like, that's their offense. It's just, no. Um, Tampa Bay by a million. 
By a million. And by a million, I mean... They're at Philly, right? It is in Philadelphia. Brady has his thumb, soreness, whatever. That's not going to matter. Um, give me eight points for the Bucks. You are on the Bucks. The Bucks are touchdown favorites. Oh, okay. It's seven. Seven so you, points. So you are on the Buccaneers. Good. Do you like, you like being on the Buccaneers in that matchup? Yeah. Especially after Brady's week last week. Okay. I don't even want to pitch this game to you because that's how little I care about it. Uh Uh-oh. Sunday night football, Seattle, without Russell Wilson, is going to Pittsburgh. Uh, Do you care less about this than Pittsburgh's game last week? Uh, Yes, actually. (laughs) Surprisingly. Because Teddy played last week. Yeah, he did. I didn't think he was going to. Uh, Yeah, no Russ. The Seattle Seahawks... With a losing record with Russell Wilson, because Mm -hmm. they were going to lose that game even if Russ didn't get hurt against the Rams last week. Going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have, like, somehow the best win anybody's had in the entire season. They beat Buffalo and Buffalo. Right. And they have done absolutely nothing since that. It's because they had a punt block or something. Two and three. Um, Well, Pittsburgh's definitely going to be favored. And my backup quarterback theory is going to come into play this week. Gino. Yep, because he actually played decent coming in because he had zero time to think about it. And guess how much time he's had to think about it this week? All week. All week. Guess who's going to suck all week? Gino's. Yeah, he's going to suck. Um, so Pittsburgh's favored, and they're at home. They are at home, but they're also not very good. They are not very good. Um, Seattle's run defense has been pretty bad. They the are last, last place in their division. Seattle. <clears throat> Uh, both teams actually. Oh, okay. Um, give me three and a half on Pittsburgh. That's okay. When's the last time that two last place teams <laughs> were the Sunday Night Football matchup after Week Five? Has that ever happened? I'm sure it has. Who cares about this game? Okay, I'm sorry. You said Pittsburgh by what? Three and a half. You are on the Seahawks. Pittsburgh by five Oof. is the line. Oof. Okay, I think I'd rather be on the Seahawks, even though Geno Smith sucks. We'll see, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. DK Metcalf. He's going to have to go off. He's going to play quarterback. Yeah, he might have to. He DK Metcalf might have more tackles and catches this week. He's going to go full Wildcat. <laughs> Monday night football. The Buffalo Bills Ooh. on the road Oh. at Titans by a million. Oh. Four and one Buffalo coming off of a huge win where they kind of established a power shift in the conference. AFC dominance. At the three and two Titans, who are very up and down. Man, you had me at Bills and then you lost me at Titans. Well, the Titans lost everyone at Titans. <sighs> Give me the Bills not by quite a million, but gimme the Bills by six. The line is Bills by five and a half. Ooh. So you are on the Bills. I'm, I'm on the money this week. No, you're on the Bills this week. Oh, I'm on the money line. Sure. Okay. Now to the game that we're all waiting for. That I'm, I'm sure is going to have a lot of eyes, actually. Um, we're going to do the Cowboys game here. Oh, okay. We're going to do Cowboys at Patriots. Cowboys always have a lot of eyes. That's That's why. And the Patriots now. Yeah. Since 
you know. So the Dallas Cowboys, four and one, looking good on a hot streak without a couple of their starters. In New England, at Bill Belichick, two and three, Patriots rookie quarterback Mac Jones. So New England. I have two questions for you. Who's favored and by how much? The Cowboys. And will the Patriots attempt a single pass to the receiver covered by by Trevon Diggs? Uh, yeah, they will. Um, but it may not go very well, considering the lack of talent on that team. They almost lost to Houston against Davis Mills. Dude, Davis Mills, the best outside of okay. I was we were I was actually talking about this on Sunday. Belichick owns rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, he owns the them. only rookie quarterback that has torched him was Russ. Was also a Houston Texans rookie, oh. Deshaun Watson. Okay. So what is it? What does Houston know <laughs> about know about New England? Even though they've completely changed everybody and all their coaches. Well, and that's and... the thing is like you could have said, "Hey, Bill Bill O'Brien right. with Deshaun Watson. He you know, he knows some things about New England, right?" Well, Deshaun Watson is still there technically. Yeah. <laughs> Deshaun Watson is nowhere right now. He is no one from nowheresville. Dude, they were dominating that game. And then the f- script flipped on Houston real quick, and then they lost. I mean, you almost lose to Davis Mills. You're not winning against the Cowboys. And the Cowboys have to be heavily favored. I mean... The Cowboys 5-0 and against the spread. Right, so I need to be on the Cowboys here. You would think. So Cowboys by 2 million. Wow. <laughs> that seems like a lot of points. It's yeah, I don't know. Doing a might cover. Um Nick Folk. Cowboys. Man, even on the road. Give me seven and a half. You are way on the Cowboys. Way? Way. They're only favored by like three? Three and a half. Oh. Three and a half point favorites. Man, New England's not very good. They're not very good. And they got a rookie quarterback, like we said, and they almost lost to Houston. And they did they did lose to Miami, right? That's Miami's one win. Yep. Because of the Damian Harris fumble. 17-16. Yeah, no. Cowboys by two million. Sorry. Well, you're on the Cowboys because okay. they're only favored by three and a half well, at the moment. Three and a half million? Nope. Three and a half points. Just normal points. A field goal plus a quarter of a safety. Yeah, they shouldn't lose to New England. There's no way. Now for the Broncos game. The Denver Broncos are playing host to the JG-less LV Raiders. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. R.I.P. I mean, he's not dead. Well, yeah. And R.I.P. is generally a sign of respect. R.I.P.? No, not anymore. Not it's anymore. It's 2021. We're changing it. Yeah. We're flipping the script <laughs> like the Patriots did to the Texans. Yeah. We, we are flipping the yeah. script we're a second on half team. paying our respects. Yeah, we're a second half paying our respects team. I see. Okay. Uh, okay, so here's my thing. I believe... Both teams were 3-0. and Yep. Both teams on a losing streak. Yeah, both teams suck. Um, here's the thing. One of these teams is probably going to win this game. I think it was... A couple years ago, Andrew Luck got hurt. Shocker. Um, but it was the first week he got hurt. And I want to say they played the Broncos. I don't remember if it was the Broncos or not. But I remember thinking, 
Well, they could do something without luck in week one because one of two things is going to happen. The Raiders are either going to fall flat on their face like they did last week. And who did they lose to? Who did the Raiders lose yeah, to? Yeah, it was 20-9. to nine. I wasn't watching the game. Ah, all right, well, it wasn't a very good team. Uh, okay, so they're going to fall flat on their face. <sighs> or they somehow rally the troops, right? Sometimes when this stuff happens, teams just rally. You typically do go one of two ways. And when you rally, though, it's a very short rally. It's like one week, maybe two, and then you realize that who you actually are, and you realize that everything's gone to hell, and you have no chance basically the rest of the year. And that's, I mean, they're going to lose it eventually, but is it this week? So that's why I'm a little worried about the Raiders actually doing something this week, because if this was in Next week or the week after, I'd be like, oh, Broncos by a million. Because the Raiders, they'll, they'll lose that juice, you know, where they rally as a team and try to overcome adversity and all the, you know, typical stuff you say. Uh, let me see who the Raiders lost to. Cause, oh, it was the Bears. That's right. 20 to 9. It's like, okay, the Bears are okay. but And that was at home. So do they rally after the Gruden thing? Do they just fall flat on their face like they did against the Bears? I don't know. It's in Denver, so they've got that going for us. I'll lean towards the Raiders falling flat on their face since it's the Raiders. But like I said, I think the Colts did this a couple years ago, and they just completely like won the first well, week. But that's the thing, right? Is like the Colts' season was on the line two weeks ago against the Dolphins. Right. And they won, and then they had a 16-point lead on the Ravens. Right. And then they ran out of jet. They they ran out of gas, ran out of juice, whatever you want to call it. They just let the Ravens walk all over them. I at the just end of wonder game. what the Raiders' preparation is like now. You know, new coach, all this stuff going on. They played bad. Derek Carr kind of got hurt. Nathan Peterman got in the game. By the way, the goat. Uh, I'll say not the, the good kind. Broncos are probably favored by three, and I really don't know which way it'll go. Are they favored by three? Is that your guess, or is that you like? Well, well yeah, it could be this. Could they're be favored that. by three, but I don't know if they'll cover or not. I don't know who's gonna do what. Well, the problem is, you're on the Raiders because oh. the Broncos are favored by three and a half. Well, that might be good. Maybe they'll rally. <laughs> they'll rally. So hey, now it's a win-win for you. The Broncos right. blow them out. You're happy. The Raiders cover. Right. You're happy. Broncos win and Raiders cover. Okay. Double happy. So it's honorable mention time because there is a game that is the closest matchup in terms of ESPN's football power index in, you know, expected win percentage. Mm -hmm. The closest matchup of the week. This is an honorable mention. This is not the one that, that I need you to guess for record as my wild card. But the 5-0 and Cardinals go to Cleveland. Ooh, that is a good one. That's a really good one. Man, and Cleveland had a two-score lead last week against the Chargers in a high-scoring game. 47-42, is that what it was? Yeah, and Arizona was on the opposite end. They won 17-10. to Yeah, well, you don't have to score when your opponent is playing a rookie quarterback yeah. who has one option to throw the ball to. Because that was the game that George Kittle probably got hurt for the year. Yeah, shocker, he's always hurt. 
Um, I thought he was going to have a good year, too. He's always supposed to have a good year, and then he always gets hurt. Uh, Man, that's a good game. Honorable mention, 5-0 Cardinals at Browns. You don't have to guess a spread here. I just wanted to uh, honor. I just wanted to throw that one in. The ESPN Football Power Index says that the Browns have a 51.9% chance of winning. I was going to say, they're probably favored because they're at home. And they are favored by three. Okay, I was going to say like two. So you would be on the Cardinals. Now, this is the game. That's a tough one. This is the game that I am having you pick. Ooh, ooh, ooh. The 4-1 Los Angeles Chargers are on the road at the Baltimore Ravens. The 4-1 Baltimore Ravens. God, the only thing the reason I am having you pick this game to clue in people listening who might not know you that well I is that everybody you, <laughs> there is not a single player on either of these rosters that you like. No, never. Now you don't actively in the history of ever dislike every single player. No, I do. By association, maybe. Sure, if not more. But I think Justin Herbert is legit. But as far as like... And Lamar Jackson is obviously legit. He sucks. He had three points at halftime. Um, he won. Which, by the way, the Ravens should not have won that game. They also shouldn't have won in Detroit. Boom. They also shouldn't have won in Kansas City. Because they were down by 11 in the fourth quarter. Weren't they hosting that game? Oh, maybe. I don't know. But it was against, against Kansas, Kansas City. Against Kansas City, yeah. And the Clyde... That was Clyde So two Edwards of those Alaire were at home. Fumbled. If, if it was yeah. in Baltimore. Yeah, two of those. Well, they're at home again. God, they should. That should have been three losses. Um, So they could be one and four. Of course, they also should have beat the Lions before the Lions did their fourth quarter thing, which they do every week. Yeah, (laughs) dude, it's such a Lions thing. Um, I hate both these teams. Both of these teams are the teams that you don't want to bet on. The only thing worse is Chargers Raiders because you just don't know what you're gonna get. And obviously, we don't know what we're gonna get out of the Ravens on a weekly basis or on a first half basis. I'll say the Chargers, man. <laughs> it's in Baltimore, so maybe they're favored. If they are favored, it's not by a lot. I'll say Baltimore by one and a half. You're on the Chargers. Good, good. It's, it's Baltimore by three is the line. Oh, give me the Chargers all day. And I say that because I really don't know what's going to happen, and both teams will find a way to not win the game. <laughs> so the... They, ESPN Football Power Index does indicate there's a 0.3% chance of the game tying. Which, yes, that's a good one. Which, by the way, Cincinnati does this every week where they want to go to overtime and it looks like they're going to tie, and now they don't want to tie. Yeah. And so I had to look it up because I really thought they were going to tie the Packers, and they almost tied earlier in the year against somebody that I don't remember, and it went down to literally the final second of overtime. The Vikings? Yeah, yeah, it was. Right? They, They kicked the field goal to win in overtime. Because Greg Joseph missed the kick, was that also against the Bengals, or was that no, no? That was that was somebody else. That was to end the game because that was a thirty-four, thirty-three loss. Right, that was the Cardinals. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But maybe it was the Vikings. But yes. Okay. So Cincinnati had to look this up. They have like four of the last ten ties in the NFL, like across the entire league. Yes. Like the last ten ties. Because my joke was always, well, if there was ever a team that was going to go 500 in a 17-game season, it would be the Browns. But apparently, it would be the Bengals. Yes. They have like four of the last ten, maybe, four of the last nine, something like that. Wow. I think if they would have tied it, it would have been five of 11. 
I think is what I remember. Wow. Okay, okay. So, yeah, four of the last ten. And the Packers have, like, two of the last seven. <laughs> what a random team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I me- always remember the Bengals being tied because that was the McNabb. I didn't know we could tie. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. That was against the Bengals. That's hilarious. Yeah, that okay. was like 10 ties ago. Okay, so there was one thing that I did want to mention, and this is about spreads. Because I mentioned briefly that the Cowboys were 5-0 and against the spread. Mm-hmm. They are the only team in the league that, has, that is not only undefeated against the spread, but... Nobody has a zero in either column. Every team has oh. either beaten the spread at least once or not covered. Yeah. Like everyone else has a win and a loss against the spread. Hmm. The Cowboys are the the Cowboys are the team that is most likely commonly the line misrepresented. Yeah. They're the team you should bet on. Apparently. Which I'm means that this on. week they're not gonna cover. Right. I'm waiting for Vegas to like overcompensate. But that's for the it. thing, is it's Three and a half on the road. All right, like and I you said, were, you said a touchdown. I said seven and a half. No, I said three and a half million. Well, you said seven and a half, and I was like, you are way on the Cowboys because they're at three and a half. And give me the Cowboys. Well, I mean, we'll see if your line's closer. But well, I did I didn't want to mention that because like everyone else has been on both sides of the line. Yeah, that's weird. But the Cowboys haven't. They have they've covered the spread. That offense, man. Not only have they covered the spread, by the way. I'm pretty sure they've covered the spread by at least five in every game. Maybe. Which means Vegas needs to really overcompensate big time. Well, because they blew out the Eagles. They blew out the Giants. Yeah. They were three-point dogs to the Chargers and won by two. They were seven-point dogs to the Bucks and lost by two. And maybe they didn't win by five because I think they were four points against the Panthers and they won by eight. Yeah, I think it was four, four and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So so that would be the one game. But they were up big. They were up twenty two. Yeah. Right? And they 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 play they load managed. <laughs> yes. In the NFL. Load management, baby. I mean, hey. I guess it worked because you got another pick this week. Yeah, he's your defensive player of the year. Yeah, fair enough. Gotta let him rest. But no, but that's the thing. You gotta pad his stats while teams are still gonna throw at him. <laughs> Cause there's there's gonna come a time. He's gotta get the ten interceptions. There's gonna come a time. That teams are just saying, you know what? We'll take our chances against right. Anthony Brown. And they probably should. But until that Do day. not this is this is my PSA for teams facing the Cowboys. Do not be concerned or what's there's a specific term that I can't think of, right? Do not be discouraged by the pick six that he had in garbage time against a backup quarterback throwing the backup receivers. Dude, any confidence with is a confidence. backup offensive coordinator. Hey. I said it. I said it. Hey. Confidence is confidence. It's true. You never know when that's going to come in handy. Well, I'll tell you who's got a lot of confidence right now. Trayvon. Me. Oh, you and what? This is my game, dude. I'm killing you. Your game. Yeah. Guess the spread. You're what? Thirteen and eleven. I don't have it on me. I don't have it pulled up. I'm not entirely sure, but the point is, I have more wins than you do. Sure, you do. Until Cowboys buy three and a half million. Hmm. We'll see. Which, by the way, I was thinking about this a second ago. The Chargers, maybe maybe it has flipped for them. Because they chargered on Sunday. They very much chargered and got away with it. It was 42-35. They score to tie the game and miss the extra point. I do remember with that. With like three minutes left. They chargered hard. 
But you know what? They rebounded and charged harder to uncharge her. They did it. So you know what? Good for them. They're going to cover against Baltimore. They're probably just going to win. They might. They they might. I mean, it's... Although, although... Oh, sorry. They uncharged her just to charge her again because Austin Eckler didn't want to take a knee to kick the field goal. Instead, he got pulled into the end zone. How do the Chargers settle for a field goal but score a touchdown? <laughs> they scored a touchdown while settling for a field goal. <laughs> and the only way that would have been better is if that Hail Mary would have been caught <laughs> in the end zone. Yeah, which, by the way, that was a great throw from Baker. Yes, I actually like throwing it before everybody gets down there. Yeah. Like try to hit him in stride, basically. Yep. Gives the defenders less time to just sit there and gauge it yeah yeah but did they chargered unchargered chargered unchargered in a matter of like that's three. a lot of chargering it that's what the chargers do it is what they are known for and they have done it every game this year pretty much and it's their four and one so good for them i guess good for them we'll see if it goes the other way in the next couple of weeks because <laughs> they're playing a team that likes to un unraven and raven so we'll see can't wait. <laughs> the Ravens, I don't know what to make of them because they've looked terrible. Like, well, they've looked like everything so far this year. Yes. They've looked amazing at spurts. They've looked inept in spurts. And they've been bailed they, out they, a yes, lot. They have been. It took the greatest kicker in league history, kicking the greatest kick, kick in league history, yes. to beat the Lions. To beat the worst team in the league right now. Yes, Although they're, actually. they're probably not the worst team, but they are record-wise. I'll give them some credit. They've actually been really competitive I, I, in a non-competitive year with a first-year head coach with a new quarterback. So I'll give them that. But, yeah, they they should have easily handled lines, and they were. They just weren't scoring a lot. What do you think the Rams are against the Giants this week? What do you think that spread is? It's in oh New York. Oh, my God. Mike Glennon might play. Who knows? Either way, they're probably at least a touchdown. They might even be double digits if Glennon starts. I'd probably put them at like seven against Daniel Jones and like ten against Glennon. Well, the line's nine and a half, so people are thinking very much the way you're thinking. Probably Glennon starting, yeah. The biggest line of the week, double-checking here. <laughs> This makes no sense. Who's favored, Jacksonville or Miami? Uh, who do you think's favored? Well, who's home? It's in London. Oh, <laughs> so Jacksonville's the home. Um, are they? Jacksonville are doesn't they? go to London to play on the road, sir. <laughs> okay, their attendance. I don't even know what that means. Their attendance will say otherwise. No, they're guaranteed to be the home team every time they step foot overseas who do you think is favored it's probably a push probably an even line miami by three and a half <laughs> even line miami okay so if it was half. in jacksonville it might be an even line <laughs> the biggest line of the week there is one game that currently as of eight twenty one p.m central time on wednesday october 13th there is one game that is double digits and it makes no sense because it's two teams that are one and four and the team that's favored <laughs> lost is it is it the colts they are favored by 10 over the texans at home okay 
10. Well, because if they play like they did against Baltimore, guess who's not going to come back against them like Lamar Jackson did? Davis Mills. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but if Davis Mills plays the way he did against New England, yeah. then the Colts will have to be coming back. But what if, what are the odds that he does that two weeks in a row? Zero. Well, that's what Vegas thinks. Although Tyron Taylor should be close to getting off the IR if he's healthy. I think that is also the game that ESPN's football power index has as the most lopsided matchup. Nope, it's not. Like percentage to win? Yep. So, okay, so that's crazy. ESPN's spread line and ESPN's football power index. Yeah, they usually don't correlate. The biggest power index percentage difference is actually the Monday night game, Buffalo at Tennessee. Hmm. It's interesting. 72.4% chance for Buffalo to win the game, apparently. Who did I pick for my survivor pick this week? Because I was thinking about the Patriots, and then they had the terrible showing last week against Houston. And I used the Cowboys last week. Who did I pick? Is it just to win the game? Yeah, just okay, to win. Okay, okay. So but, it's it's not like against the spread or anything? No, but you can only pick a team once. Over the course of the season. Oh, I use the Rams. At the Giants? Yeah. Yeah. But you can only pick yeah, you can only pick each team once throughout the season. Tell you what, you could be gutsy and take Pittsburgh. This would be the week, no. right? Yeah, no. 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 The other ones I thought about were the Chiefs. I have not used the Chiefs yet. I'm waiting for them to Right for their stock to go back up. What if it doesn't? But they what? they should handle Washington. Entertain me for a moment here. The, what if they What if they don't really break from five hundred the whole year? They're gonna make the playoffs. Well, that's not my point because you can make the playoffs when seven teams make it with nine well, wins. That's not the point. The okay. point is, what if they never hit stride? Okay, I was thinking about this. One that could happen, but two, they are very much on a Seattle trajectory right now. Back-to-back Super Bowl appearances. appearances. Win, loss, yeah. pay the quarterback. What the hell happened to the rest of the roster? <laughs> it's true. Especially the defense. Like, Seattle's defense has not been very good. That's very true. And then you have Kelsey, who's like 34, 35. Also, something that is interesting is that Patrick Mahomes has thrown as many interceptions through five weeks that he had through 16 last year. Right. And he had never lost in September. But the stat that I wanted to throw at you is that Patrick Mahomes led the league by a country mile in interceptable passes last year. Mm. He just had like 27 of them dropped. Right. Taking a lot of chances. Yes. And And so hmm. we talk about this, you know, it's just kind of a general analytics term, regression to the mean. This guy has been taking too many chances and it, it, the 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 term that I kept hearing is he's not taking the layup; he's forcing the contested three. Right. He's taking too many contested threes to keep hitting them at a Steph Curry rate. And now a lot of teams are putting two safeties back, basically making them go underneath. And when the other thing is, is like being patient he's enough. taking chances, throwing the tight end three and like wide receiver four. <laughs> it's like if you're gonna take a chance. Do it when you're throwing to Tyreek. Do it when you're throwing to Kelsey. Mm -hmm. Don't do it when you're... I I don't even know the dude's name. I mean, who's behind Blake Bell on the tight end chart? Is it Pringle? Yeah, they're probably on the same level, yeah. But it's like, whoever the dude 
that he threw it a little high. It should have been caught. It was against the Chargers. It bounced off the dude's hand, and the dude made the diving interception in the red zone. Mm. But it's like... Was it a receiver? I don't even... Oh. I don't know who it was. <laughs> that, that's the point. Is well, He's like... And there was the play that he made a couple weeks ago where he rolls out to the right. He gets pressured in his face. Oh, gets, He's backpedaling, and he just like... Johnny Manziel's it to the middle of the field. And I'm like, you can't... Against the Chargers, the interception? Yeah, I think it was at the, the near, late, yeah, near the end of the game. Yeah, when he was trying to throw it to Kelsey. Yeah. And he just lobbed it. So that time he did take a chance throwing to one of his yeah. top targets. But it had so much air under it, and it just went too far. And Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I'm not, I'm not saying that Patrick Mahomes isn't great. I'm, what I am saying is that the dude needs to start playing winning football yeah Take as the, the defense gives you as the team around him starts getting worse and worse <laughs> disintegrates well because well, because <laughs> that's the thing is you pay the quarterback you can't pay the other positions but they crushed it in the draft on their offensive line yes they got very young they and absolutely crushed it and so like you can't even say oh he's just running for his life no he's not he is leaving the pocket without being forced out of the pocket and I think that gives them some hope going forward because they're going to have to use a lot of high premium draft picks on defense. Because their defense is terrible. It's so bad. I and mean, where is the ghost of Frank Clark? And I mean, I still trust their offense to really do do some things. And they'll make the playoffs. They still got the Broncos twice on their schedule, so they're good. Um, the, the single thing that stands out, like snapshot image, right? Like the quote from a movie, the snapshot image is it seems like once or twice a half there is a play where Tyron Matthew is watching some offensive player just like high step into the end zone and he's throwing up his arms like, what are we doing back here? Mm-hmm. Right? It's like how many blown coverages can you, can you have and survive in the NFL? Yep. Yeah, it's been a rough go. They just there. lost their starting running back. Right. We don't even know for how long. It looked bad. Yeah. I think he went on IR, so it's at least three games. I think, what was it, MCL sprain? I forget what it was. I don't think he tore anything. Well, I heard that there was rumors that Marlon Mack might be, they might trade for him. The big Marlon. The big Marlon Mack. He's coming off a pretty brutal injury, though. His Achilles, which is why he's not on a roster. We'll see. I don't know. He's on the Colts. Oh, right, right. Okay, they were looking to trade him. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. But yeah, They're they, looking to move off him. Yeah. Kansas City might him. need a guy. It's interesting. Why wouldn't they just release Speaking him? of looking to trade, do you think Michael Gallup gets moved before the deadline? And is the no. deadline still week eight, even though the season was extended at one week? They will not move him, and I don't know what the date is. But no, they're not going to move him. This offense is so good. <laughs> They're not going to touch it. No. They they need all the reinforcements they can have. Not even if you can get a safety? No. Because Cooper's bound to miss a game or two at least. Well, he already did. He missed weeks two and three. I mean, did you see the stat line? <laughs> Him just being out there, though, makes a difference. But True. He's always hurt. Gallup's been pretty reliable. Nah, I don't think so. I think they're they're gonna be all in. Jerry's always all in. Even when he's not all in, he's all in. So 
Well, you didn't expect them to move off Jalen Smith in the middle of the season. They pulled the trigger on that. Yeah. For the better. For the better. I, I'm interested to see how he does in Green Bay. <laughs> he didn't play last week, so we'll see if he plays this week. I think they have a pretty favorable matchup. I think they get the Bears this week. So maybe he'll get some snaps. And we'll see how many compared to what he was getting here. I know they've had a lot of injuries over there in Green Bay. Anyways, so at least you got your Mean Girls review in today. Eight out of eight. Nice. Eight out of ten. Eight out of seven. Nope. How do you how do you rank out of seven? Well, I give it an eight. I was gonna give it a B plus letter grade. Well, that's what you said eight was. You thought it was, thought it was good, not mm-hmm. great. Yeah, but that's the thing. It was it was not an A tier or S tier yeah. movie for me. A but is, it was good. It was A is great. It was an above average viewing experience. So good. So funny. I always saw myself chuckling at like every scene. One more quote from the movie. Oh, God. They're sitting at the table. What table? The cafeteria table. Okay, they're in the cafeteria. Okay. It's like the main part. Regina's always been eating her calcine bars, right? Okay. She's wearing sweatpants. Right. Uh Uh-oh. She broke a rule. Yes. I do remember that. (laughs) Who says what? What's this? I always say this. Because they're going back and forth, like I rem- oh, those rules don't exist. Yes, I remember that Regina said that the rules don't exist. Yeah, and they all um, kind of like stare at each other silently. I feel like I might have gotten this had it been in the flow of talking <laughs> about it earlier, but like now, like I'm too like what? a lot of things have happened since then. I've <laughs> ranted, I've ranted about NFL concussions. I've ranted about former head coaches who are racist, misogynistic, and homophobic. I've ranted well, about that was before. Boom. Boom. Lawyered. That was before. Boom. That's how we started, actually. Boom. Oh, you're right. I'm just I'm confused. Lay the boom. I can't I, I can't even remember the order of things tonight. Well, okay. What's the penalty? What was their penalty if you broke the rule? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can't sit with us. Yeah. You can't sit with us. She like just Oh, she so, yells it. Yeah, she's That's so right. adamant. And then there's like the 10 second awkward pause where they're all just like well, true. <laughs> and then I think Gretchen said something like, well, she like wore something a couple of years before. I don't remember what she said. No, I don't know. And she like wasn't allowed to sit with them. And Drew Gina's like, well, because it was hideous. <laughs> <laughs> Can't sit with us. You have an acute knowledge of this movie. Well, it's been 17 years. How many times would you say you've seen it? It's okay. So there was the thing going around. Do you watch it once a year? No, but I've probably seen it a couple times in a year, multiple times. Over under eleven and a half. I'd say over. Over under seventeen. It's probably closer. I've okay. probably seen it like twenty times. There's always those movies that you just see a lot randomly because it's it's one of those that's no. It's on like TV periodically and yeah you just see it on and you start watching it and so maybe not a full but like you've seen it enough in see, different but, parts but now you've got me thinking what, is is it the movie that you've seen the most out of any movie no what's that movie 
Like what comes to mind in terms of movies that you have seen the most? It's one of two. Okay. It's either National Treasure. The first one? Yes. That's a good one. Maybe both. Um, or the Sandlot because that one's been around longer and I watched that as a kid yeah. a million times. Like our VCR or our the VHS tape got ruined. I watched it so much. <laughs> Back when you could do that. Yeah, but now I have it on DVD. Good for you. So Sandlot's probably number one. Uh huh. Okay. So now I'm thinking about it for me, right? Probably the Born Identity. Okay. The first Jason Bourne. First one. That one is. I mean, the the trilogy is phenomenal. Not a huge fan of the Jeremy Jeremy Renner spinoff. Essentially. Okay. The most recent one was okay. But that original trilogy. Mm-hmm particularly the first one. Okay. I've probably seen that movie between 15 and 20 times. And I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've watched anything else that much. Yeah. It's hard to put a number on how much you've seen it. Cause it feels like a lot, but then you're like, yeah. how much is a lot? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Cause I've seen the hangover a ton too. I've seen that one a few times. I've seen that movie yeah. so many times but for, for me. Nothing really compares like, the the Born trilogy, the original Born trilogy, in my opinion, that's like the pinnacle of, of movie making. If if you're an action junkie, mm-hmm. like I love action movies. They're fantastic. They offer everything. But it, it also helps if the movie's been around longer because then you've had more time to see it. I mean, Born, so that's probably, Born was like middle 2000s. Yeah. That's probably why I've seen Mean Girls. In fact, in times. fact, Born was early 2000s. And I know that specifically because I've seen some of the bonus stuff. Mm-hmm. They had a building that exploded in the first movie that they had to cut from the because it was coming out oh, just after nine eleven. Yeah, and people they they felt like that would have been insensitive. Yeah. People wouldn't have really enjoyed a building exploding. So maybe you started watching it. Yeah, so it a either it either later. came out like late oh one or early oh two. But you might have started watching it like oh four oh five or something. I probably saw it when it was in theaters. Oh, okay. It was. I mean, it was PG thirteen. I would have been eight or nine at the time. Um, and like my family, we, we're just movie people. I would say also up there is Boondock Saints. Yeah. Th- this discussion was going around like last month or something like on Facebook or Twitter. It's like, name a movie you've seen 20 times or 10 times or oh, wow. name five movies you've seen 10 times or something like that. Yeah. So I've actually thought about that before. I don't think I have five. That you've seen that many times? That I've seen 10 times. See. I don't watch a lot of movies, but the ones I do watch, I watch a lot. <laughs> hey, fair enough. Small number, but big number at the same time. And they're mostly all comedies. We're the Millers. I like that movie. I've seen that one quite a bit. I don't think I've seen that one. With uh, um, Ed Helms. No, no, not Ed Helms. No, that's Jason Sudeikis and Jennifer Aniston. Oh, Ed Helms is in it. Yeah, he is in it. <laughs> of course he is. He's the drug He's guy. in like half of the comedy yeah. movies that have been made in the last 10 years. Yeah, he's one of the supporting roles. But yeah, Jason Sudeikis in that one. I was okay. So so here's here's a thought and then we can, we can we can kind of close tonight on this thought. But if you had to pick one source of media, whether it's a movie, a song, a TV show, a sporting event, if you had to pick one thing to consume, no. Oh to experience again like it was the first time that you experienced it 
Whether it was a concert, whether it was a movie, a TV show, a sporting event. And you're seeing it in the eyes of the first time? For the first time. Every time? Yes. But that's the only thing? Because for me, there's one scene, and it's... So it's it's in... So I'll I'll tell you mine first. It's a movie? No. Oh. It's a TV show. Mm. And it's one of those, like... There's like 20 episodes in a season and like most of it's filler, right? Is it 24? No. <laughs> it's The Mentalist. Oh, I've seen that a few times. So seen a couple episodes. The Mentalist. Okay. The last episode of season three, in my opinion, is where the series ends. And it like it only continued past that because it was really successful and the network wants to make money and they just rewrote right. new things in, right? The last episode of season three, if I could watch that again for the first time, that would be it. Interesting. For me. Not even being at a World Series game, not even being at an NBA Finals game. That episode. Wow. Yeah, because the first thing I thought of, but when you said single thing. Yeah. Because my first thought was maybe like. I mean, I I don't want to give away any spoilers but i i i highly recommend the first three seasons of the mentalist okay. i don't recommend a uh, season is four it still is, going no oh okay. it, they, they ended it in like the middle of season six because it just died oh i thought it was still on but um i i highly recommend the first three seasons of the mentalist watch as much of the crap filler episodes as you can because cho is amazing i'm um, a big believer in these shows that they should be five seasons I think five is a good number. So typically, maybe less. So typically, and this is what this is just something I've heard. I don't know this for a fact, but typically, when a show idea is pitched, uh-huh. it's written in three seasons. That's yeah. Then you have to go from there. Yes, and the the studio can cancel you after one season, cancel you whenever if you're just not getting ratings, right? But it's right. a show is typically written in three seasons. The Mentalist, the first three seasons absolutely phenomenal that sounds the season finale of of season three is i've never been as like i'm talking there is there is a scene and i don't know if it's just the cinematography of the moment or the context of the entire series i could hear my blood (laughs) like like it was so silent and i am just like on the edge of my seat like it was insane. You were engaged. Oh, yeah. Like, I have never been engaged in anything before. Yeah, that makes sense for three seasons, because I feel like three seasons are always really good. And then season four, you know, obviously they have to come up with stuff and mm-hmm. regenerate ideas. And it's 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 still close enough to the source material right. that you're okay. And a lot of these where there's six or seven seasons, you can see them fade in season five. It just, it, it just, it starts branching. Yes. And that's why I think five is at least good enough to where... It fades a little bit, but it's not completely off the off the rails. Yeah, because you'll see some of these like like I think it was like Parks and Rec or what was I watching Community. They went like six or seven, but dude, they did not need the last couple. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know it's funny, but two uh, two other TV shows before you tell us your moment, and then we'll end the show on that. Two other TV shows I highly recommend are Prison Break. Okay, if you've ever seen that one, great great TV show. But there's one TV show. That from like beginning all the way to end, I think it was five seasons. Um, oh my God, I'm blanking on the name. Why now? <laughs> 24. 
No. <laughs> Chicago Fire. I have to look. This is unbelievable. I have to look it up. I'm just going to... St- yeah, go ahead. Go ahead on you. Okay. What is the one thing that you would watch? This one's pretty easy. Again, for the first time. This one's pretty easy because I missed it live. Oh, wow. I missed the end live. And you can't really blame me. I was seven. But I would totally go back and watch game six of the 99 Stanley Cup Finals. For six hours. (laughs) However long it took to play that damn game. Mm -hmm. Third overtime, Brett Hole finally scores. I made it through like the first overtime as a seven-year-old. I made it through. I made it to like one in the morning or whatever it was at the time. And I fell asleep and I woke up the next day and I was like, oh yeah, the game, like who won? And so we had it recorded and I watched it, but game six, 1999. Yeah, that would be, that would be the game, the moment, which is funny because it's like the longest game ever and like nothing happened for the longest time. But yeah, to relive the glory days, which by the way, that was back when the NHL was on ESPN and now they're back on ESPN. Dude, I saw that. I love the NHL theme song on ESPN. Love it. I don't know if I've ever heard it. You should go listen to it because it, I associate it with that 99 Cup run because right after the game, they cut to ESPN to the sports center or whatever. You know, So they play the intro and get out of there. Yeah. And they talk about how Brett Hull was in the crease. I'm like, no, he wasn't. And then, yeah. <laughs> All right. What was the show? Person of Interest. Person of Interest. Interesting. It is the only show that I have had where every single episode does not feel like filler and it's five seasons but every single episode there's progression Mm -hmm. until it ends five seasons good number yeah good number so yeah my three shows that are must watch before you die the mentalist first three seasons person of interest from start to finish and prison break nice I'll try to check them out. I've I've seen a little bit of the Mentalist, but I didn't watch it. Like, I have the DVDs order. if you would, if you would like them. So if I can't, that'll find be them. your homework for the next few months because <laughs> that's gonna take time. I might need more than that. I might need till after football season. Fair enough. Uh, but at some point, and you'll just have to accept it's like, hey, a lot of the content here is filler. Mm-hmm. But there's there are there is important like Let's, background yeah. development going on. That's most shows though. But yeah. So. Right, but cool. there doesn't feel like there's any filler in person of interest. I I can't believe I couldn't think of the name. POI. That's what they call it. That's what you call it, maybe. That's what they call it. I don't know. I didn't make it up. Who's they? They. The fans. The fans. I see. I don't I don't call it that. I'd consider myself a fan of the show. Well, you are a fan of Mean Girls, and we have established that, and I'm glad you finally watched it. Seventeen years later. Seventeen years too late. I'm done with this. Seventeen years too late. I'm done with this. You can't. You were us. supposed to end on what you were talking about. We weren't supposed to talk about, oh, about Mean Girls right. again. Go watch. But you just, you ruined all it. Right, I'll go watch game six or something. 1999? <laughs> yeah. Do it. <laughs> Have that tape I do, somewhere. I do. I want to give you some homework for the week. No, I don't need any. But you don't need any? Dude, we need to watch. Well, I've watched it. But you need to watch. We need to do a thing on the... Uh, Malice in the Palace Ooh. doc because that actually is coming up. I don't know the exact day that happened, but it was in November. Okay. So maybe we can do that in November. 
Okay. That, was a, that was a great doc. I haven't seen it. It was really good. I'll have to watch it. I watched it twice. In one Where day. is it available? Netflix. On Netflix? I watched it twice in one day. <laughs> you have time to watch that twice in one day, but you don't have time to watch a TV show? Okay, cool. Yeah, that's yeah. like eight seasons Fun. long and an hour episode. I'm cutting you off. We're done. We're done for the night because right, you won't engage with me on the Whatever. Movies. Go Mean Girls. See you next week. <laughs>